This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hello, whoop-de-dee, flippity-dah, yeah, who cares? It's the Rico Palazzo Baseball Podcast. We're excited to be here, can you tell? I'm with my co-host, Christopher Deary. What do you think, Hi, Chris? Mike. Hi, Mike. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm despondent. Don't really have much interest in doing this show, but, you know, we do a show every week. And we, <laughs> it's a show now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've ever... Um, I can't remember last time we didn't do a show in a week. I really don't. Even despite all of this lame ass stuff relating to labor negotiations and the COVID-19 thing. Yeah, I'm just really bummed out by it all. And I'm kind of exhausted today. It could be a bad day. Maybe I should record it on a different day. But, you know, I, I just don't have, we don't have anything fantasy-wise. I mean, we've covered everything and, we just be rehashing stuff. There's just not much more new. You could go deep, 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 and we could dive into new data, but I don't have the drive for that, and I just want to be honest about that. I'm just trying to come correct here. Yeah, so I talked about I talked about just rehashing everything that we would have already talked about, and I thought about if we did another like fantasy deep dive, like how much my opinions would change about you know what I talked about a couple months ago. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'd be able to put anything new out that hasn't already been thrown out by the other experts out there. And uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm feeling a little despondent and kind of bummed out. Uh, you know, the proposal has come out by Major League Baseball, and I feel like I need to get off Twitter because I just keep seeing like, uh, you know, players and you know other analysts talking about the displeasure that so many players have with this proposal and. You know, I, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it would come down to a bunch of greedy assholes. And I'm not talking about the players. I'm talking about the owners here. These guys are billionaires, billion upon billion dollars. And, you know, this proposal that they come out with, you know, they, they originally had talked about, you know, prorated rates. And now they're talking about a sliding scale. And I just don't see it. who's going to hop on board with this for the players, especially now that the, the players that are going to be suffering the most would be, you know, the big money guys. And they're the ones that are going to come out looking like assholes if they don't accept something like this. I also don't even know like who wants to come back and play right now. So it's uh yeah, it's, it's a bummer right now. Yeah. You might be a positive thinker out there. You know, I try to take approaches to life that are positive. You know, and hey, you know, life's pretty good. I got a pretty good life going for myself right now. Personally, everything's pretty well, but, you know, I think it's just time to be honest. Occasionally, this stuff sucks. And, you know, there's certain people on Twitter who would say, I don't want to hear any negativity. And that's their prerogative. But I live in the real world. Always have, always will. 
And on the show, we will always try to be ourselves. And if we're not feeling up to it, then we're just going to tell you that. And we're never going to deny that. But this is the Hey, It's Enrico Palazzo Baseball Podcast. So, hey, thanks for listening still. We are very grateful that you're listening at all. And we don't mean to poo-poo the opportunity we have here. It's fun. It's still a great podcast. We just miss baseball. And the ongoings in baseball right now are not as enjoyable. And we really want to know, do you feel like I do? I know Deary's felt worse on other days than I have. So he's not, you know, it's not just me. He's doing, he seems to be doing okay today though. But you know, there's been other days you're like, I don't want to do this. And you understand? Oh, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty good today, but I also haven't, I haven't, like I've, been, I've just been doing work for like my normal job all week. But what, I, what I'm so bummed out about is, you know, this is the first year. This is the first, you know, we started this podcast back in late January. You know, we had a really, really good time gearing up for the season. Uh, COVID happened. We didn't believe that it was going to affect anything at the start. You know, it hadn't really hit the U.S. yet. And, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just, I'm really bummed out because I was really excited when we got this podcast going. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of you guys might know us from the Sharp Idiots, our college football podcast we did back in the fall, which was a blast. Sharp Idiots really Tribute. It was a really good learning experience for Mike and myself. And, you know, we're both baseball enthusiasts. That's, that's what we love most. And you know, Mike, Mike had kind of checked out of fantasy baseball for a couple of years. And I think he got back on board a couple of years ago and, you know, was excited to get back into the fold of fantasy baseball and get the idea of starting this podcast, the Palazzo podcast. And it was so exciting to get going. And then I was just excited for drafting. I, I still haven't even drafted a team yet. <laughs> Not one? No, I have not drafted one team. My Good my Lord, three man. leagues, we just keep pushing the drafts back. Um, I feel like at this point, I just want to draft a team just for fun. Yeah, I but actually yeah. went back. and It was actually fun to look at my old teams. I For the first time in two months, I looked at my fantasy teams on Yahoo for uh, the podcast Wars League we're in and my home league. And I was like, yeah. I couldn't remember. I really didn't remember who was on the team. I was like, oh, wow. That was the, was the only fun I had was going back to look at a roster that what could be. I invested in James Paxton, and now he's fully healthy, and I got him at a great value. That made me happy. You know, the little breaks because of COVID made me happy. So I don't want to – there are benefits to the situation, believe it or not. I don't see this as a complete dark cloud. But I'm glad you mentioned the fantasy baseball. I, I totally fell out of it. In fact, I'll be frank. I, I even sabotaged the league that I created when I was commissioner and I ended up leaving that league or being removed, I, I, uh, totally lost touch. I also was going through a lot of mental health problems too. So don't think that I would do that just on a normal day, but it is true. And I totally fell out of love with baseball, but once I got my mind right and things got better in my life, I started to find fantasy baseball again. And you're right. We built up to this podcast just to have the season all fucked up. And this is basically just inventing an airing of the grievances, like a festivus, you know, Jerry Stiller tribute here. We're letting it's it all like, out. It's like, what, what did we do to deserve this? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I was thinking about this today. Like, what did I do? Like, I've been a pretty good human being these last few years. Like, you talked about it. Like, you, you're back in the fold. I think last year is when you finally got back into, like, getting into fantasy baseball and, you know, figuring out some stuff in your life. And there's all this excitement surrounded by, you know, our relationship of running this pod. And, you know, you moved back to, to Michigan here in the fall. and. You know, we reconnected for the football podcast. And, you know, it's late May now. I was expecting we're, we're 45, 50 games into the season. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're missing almost 60 games now. It's a real bummer. 
we've missed a lot of opportunities. And it does. It's disappointing. And to deny the disappointment would be for us to act like we're not human. You know, to, it's okay yeah. to be disappointed. It's part of our existence. I, I don't think it would be fair to our listeners if I, we just popped out every week and talked about how excited we are and you know, thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah, baseball is right around the corner. It's going to happen. I mean, obviously, we were very optimistic for a while, and, you know, there still may be some optimism with us. But, you know, I, I was listening to Jeff Passan from MLB, uh, who works for MLB and he uh, ESPN senior writer, and he's like, this is the most important week in Major League Baseball since 1994. You know, basically yeah. in the last quarter of the century. And he's right, man. If they can't come to an agreement. It's really, really going to be devastating for the game of baseball. And and that's that's really sad. I can't tell where he comes out yet. I can't tell if he's like a shill for the owners or not. He's Because it would also be a lie to deny that reporters aren't just reporters anymore. It's mostly dead. They're not unbiased, individual, independent people. They all have a... If they want access, they're going to have to bend to certain people. So I don't blame Jeff Passaport. He wants to play the game. That's fine. But I'm not blaming him. I don't want to get on Jeff Pass. That's not my point. But my point being is that every media, you have to find out what your reporters are telling you and where they get their sources from because there's an agenda from the player side. There's a bigger agenda and more power for the owner side because they own the teams and give the most access. Players only have so much access to give, right? Yeah, you don't want to be that rogue guy out there that's just like, destroying the owners right now because yeah you could be completely cut out you can't do that you're gonna to have to play someone's side and i imagine most of these guys are just playing down the middle yep absolutely we're wondering you do you feel like us is any of this on your mind it has to be we're not alone why don't you email us palazzo podcast two l's two z's i still got the enthusiasm for that hit us up on twitter palazzo podcast two l's two z's of course and instagram as well make a comment send us a dm Send us an email. We've got an email in a while. We'd love to hear from you guys. Are we alone? Are you frustrated? Do you side with the players? Do you side with the owners? I get this narrative has been built about the people generally side with the owners in these disputes. And I don't know where people get these. People just throw shit out there because when I look at polls and I read what people are saying online, overwhelmingly people seem to side with the players. Now, maybe that's just fantasy baseball industry people who are more pro player. I don't know, but that's what I'm seeing. I think the people that really pay attention and are, are invested specifically, you know, people that write about the game, play the game, do podcasts about the game. They side with the players. Like I'd, I'd be shocked if I, I know, I know the demographic of people that side with the owners and they're the ones that say, Oh, well these guys shouldn't be making this much money. Anyways, Mike Trout making $32 million a year. No one deserves that. Doctors and nurses need to be making that. Yes, I understand doctors and nurses and teachers probably all should make more money, but of course, where do, you, where do you want the money going? Into the owner's pocket? These guys are already billionaires. Where do you want the players to get some of that money? Like, let, let's be real. Well, it's just like we've always talked about with Michigan football. You know, we're, we live in Ann Arbor. We've always been, I went to Michigan. Whoa, cool. Look how cool they am. But we love Michigan football. We always have. I don't love it as much as I used to when I was younger because you get older and there's other things take precedence. But they make the bread. The owner, it brings in millions and millions of dollars for the university. And I'm glad that it gets spread around and title nine is a thing. I'm glad that exists, but we, you gotta be real. The football program brings in the cash. So whatever brings in the money is going to get the money in return. If a player does something that no one else can do, 
they're going to make an ungodly amount of money because they're so unique. Mike Trout deserves to make $430 million over the life of his contract because he's special. Great. And now all these prorated ideas under this new proposal, I think Mike Trout would make like $9 million this year. Or six I, think was, I think it was seven and a half million. I mean, <laughs> Garrett Cole just signed that mega contract with the Yankees, $324 million, I think it was. Yeah. And now he would make like $9 million on a prorated season. But the deal was already agreed to a couple of months ago. The owners are the yeah. ones who submitted yeah, that. Was, yeah, that was what? That was the end of March. And that weren't they just yeah. doing like – they were just doing pay cuts, right? Or like a prorated? It was a, on March 26th. They both agreed to a deal. And they talked about how the season might resume and what the operations would be and how – there would be a concern over lost revenues, but they agreed to pay them the amount at the time, okay? And I, to me, this is a backtrack. The owners are like, oh, well, we said that then and we agreed to it then, but then we changed our minds. Yeah, so they said they would, pay, they would receive 50% of their two, 2020 salary, but a clause in the agreement stipulated that the sides would negotiate in good faith about the economic feasibility of playing a season without fans if that was, if that was necessary. Yeah, they backtracked. Hmm. Well, that's where I got a problem with. I mean, they're talking about there's $4 billion loss. That was quickly kind of rebuked by anybody who did any research on that when the owners tried to say, oh, we're going to lose $4 billion. No, that's a lie. Fraud. And the owners will always have money to fall back on the end because if they got desperate, there's so many options. First off, if an owner was really hard up, could sell the team because the long-term profitability of a franchise is ridiculous. You know, yeah, just, value- look, just look at what some of these franchises were bought for, you know, yeah. even teams that were just bought in the last 20 years and what those guys are worth now. And it's not like when they're buying a team for, you know, let's say $2 billion, they got like $10 billion in the bank. So it's not, it's not that massive of a hit. It's not like they're putting all their tomatoes in one can here for, for a, uh, for a team. <laughs> yeah if you look at how much baseball franchises are worth versus hockey franchises i mean hockey is so much smaller of a sport financially but yet they are able to come to terms and still make money and be profitable so i have no doubt that the mlb owners can make money i think some of these franchises are worth billions and billions of dollars and they can also do the expansion you know you get expansion fees the nhl did the expansion for seattle recently and i think and las vegas the las vegas golden knights right and i think the fees were like 550 million dollars franchise fees so if the nhl could if the nhl could charge that then the mlb can charge a billion yeah so they can make a ton of money back if two if they do two team expansion in i don't know portland and nashville or whatever that's two you could make two billion dollars back that's 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 huge yeah, that's not something I thought about at all. And I know they brought up possibly bringing in two to four teams within the next decade. Exactly. They did this back in the 90s, too. They said it wasn't because of that reason, but I read a great mm-hmm. article, and I can't remember where it was at, but the collusion settlement. Remember when the owners colluded in the 80s and they were found oh, guilty yeah. of it? Yeah. And they had to pay like $280 million back. The oh, you immediate- probably saw that on that. I mean, that was on... Like- that was in Ken Burns' documentary. You probably saw it from there. 
Oh, I've oh I've saw it in there too, but I've also I just read another article that reminded me of it, and I can't remember where. But anyways, they immediately expanded, had to to make the money back. They made all that money back that they paid inclusion to have the expansion of the uh, Rockies and Marlins in '93. <laughs> so it's a time honored tradition. They didn't supposedly they didn't do the same thing when they brought in the Diamondbacks and the Rays back in '98, but still they make money. And there's hasn't been expansion. This is one of the longest droughts of expansion since the 60s, I think. There hasn't been an expansion team in over 20 years. That's true. Yeah. So it's totally going to happen. I think this is not news. Anybody who's looked into this knows that. I, I saw somebody on Twitter talking about it a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, it makes total sense. The owners will capitalize. So the owners are not going to be hurt for money. So I don't want to hear this. It bothers me. I'm sick of it. You know, I, th- I think the possible deferred payments where, you know, some of that money gets paid back to the players over the time, over time, I think players would be a little more interested in that. Um, well, no, I know they'd be more interested in that than, you know, this kind of scale that the sliding scale that they have now, because you know, that money is going to be coming back in, uh, you know, especially if you do get baseball going, you, you had a couple expansion teams further on down the line, possibly the money's going to get back in. TV deals are going to continue to rise and rise and rise. So these owners are going to be able to, to bring in the money and still be able to play, pay these players comfortably over time. Uh, well, supposedly the soft deadline is June 1st, next Monday. And then the hard deadline is like June 10th, if there's going to be anything that happens. And you know what? Your guess is as good as mine. Anybody who says they know more than anybody else is fool. They're fooling you. And I saw Alex Chamberlain on Twitter was blatantly, obviously saying anybody who's optimistic at all about a season happening, I feel sorry for you or something along <laughs> those lines. It made me laugh. I was like, oh, wow. This, he's just saying, matter of fact, there's not going to be a season. So maybe I was always optimistic there would be a season. Uh, as long as we did this podcast over the last four months, I kept saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, mid-May, that's a joke. It's now end of May. I was definitely wrong about that. So I want to make sure everyone knows that I admitted I was wrong. Yeah, it's so crazy to think like I don't even like I don't even factor in COVID anymore <laughs> at all. <laughs> what do you mean? In terms of uh, just like how the season's gonna go, like I I could totally see them just opening up stadiums and maybe not letting full capacity, but letting twenty five to fifty percent capacity. Hmm. I don't even I don't even think about the social di- physical or social distancing aspect of you know reopening the game. I don't even think about that anymore. I think about just you know the money that's going around and owners and uh, players not being able to get on board with each other. That's why I always thought it would work out because money is king. Money rules the day, and they're not going to waste any more money or lose any more money than they have to. So that's always been my failsafe because I believe in the greed, United States and greed are time-honored pals. They go way back, and I just figured that would win the day in the end. And maybe greed will win, but in the wrong way. It'll win out be- and cost everybody the season. But I, it's hard to believe that'll happen. But this is also the first time we haven't had baseball on Memorial Day since, what, like the 1880s or something. It's, it's just been a lot of first and one of the longer stretches without baseball. And my life doesn't revolve around baseball. I love doing this podcast. I love fantasy baseball. There's plenty of other things in this life to talk about and to enjoy, but it certainly is fun when it's supposed to be the only sport around. But, you know, the good news is that there's other sports that didn't finish their season, and there could be opportunity to watch other things. The NHL is, seems to be very organized. they got a 2014 plan for, like, a tournament playoff already lined up, and 
it seems like if everybody could be more on the same page, things could get done. I think NHL and NBA are going to clean up here this summer, you know, especially if baseball isn't around. Uh, yeah, NHL seems to be on board as much as I can't stand the you know commissioner of hockey, Batman. Like they seem to figure that out. NBA, they they've always seemed to have their shit together, and they're pretty confident something's happening not too not too far down the road. And baseball's just floundering right now. They they got nothing. And it's and it's frustrating because baseball baseball is my sport. That's 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 what we love. And you know, this is a fantasy baseball podcast, and I hope someday in the future we can bring it back to talking some fantasy sports. But uh, yeah, right now it's uh, it's kind of dark times right now. Yeah, you said it, man. I feel the same way you do. I, I really hope that uh, there could be a season. It'd be really nice to see that baseball doesn't think long term. They, ne- they just don't. They're just always in the now. The other leagues are so much better. Even the NFL seems to do a better job of the long-term plans and futures when they make decisions. I mean, sometimes they really don't. They've shoved their foot right in their mouth. But baseball is uh, makes me sad. It's a sad time. It's a bummer. There's so much exciting storylines that could have developed this year. And if there is, let's just say there will be a season, you know, 82-game season. It's half a season, so anybody could get hot and make an unprecedented run, and it could be a bizarro world of baseball for 82 games. And Let's all just try to think that that could happen. Let's try to be positive. Let's try, try, try. But every headline you read on Twitter, anywhere you get your news, your baseball info, it's tough. <laughs> it's, 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 it doesn't look good. And I think that I think difficult. That's, the thing that's, that's the thing that sucks the most is that it's it's it has the opportunity to be such a bizarre, wild season. And, you know, not even th- not even thinking fantasy wise, just the fact that you're going to expand the playoff a little bit. Everybody really, truly does have a shot outside of you know maybe five, six teams. You've seen teams go on crazy eighty-two game runs. Yeah, you know, I, I've seen stuff of like you know, could anyone bat four hundred in an eighty-two game season? possible definitely Definitely. that's very possible Uh, half a season has made a whole season there's a lot of guys who were all-stars because they had a great half a season (laughs) then they didn't do diddly squat in the second half that's it you know all-stars that's a whole thing all-star voting and all-star selections are so flawed because they happen at a point in the season where the stats may not really be what they should be by the end of the season. And if you go back and look throughout history, there are so many all-stars that got selected. And then you look at their final season lines. You're like, why was this guy an all-star? Yeah. I've, I've always, uh, that's, that's always upset me when you look at, uh, you know, they talk about a guy's kind of like history and like, Oh, he was 12 time all-star. I'm like, okay. Yeah. No shit. You only got made all-star for 85 games. (laughs) Yep. Uh, well, you know, that's it. I don't know what else to say. It's tough. It's frustrating. There's very well could be a season still. I recognize that, but I just wanted to kind of let it out and tell you how I feel. I just don't feel confident right now. And there's not a lot to go on in terms of positivity. It's really tough right now. And I'm not a negative Nancy. I'm just a man trying to deal with this like everybody else. And I would love to see baseball. I'm all for it. 1000%. I want to see people on the green grass and on all the diamonds and hot, hot, humid, moist air during the summer. I want to see some great action, and I'm really going to root for that deep down. I am. But today, I'm just letting it out. And hopefully, if anybody else feels this way, hit us up on Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's, Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. It means something, 
And also, oh, I wanted to mention, uh, there's a new website run by a couple of really good dudes. It's called rotofanatic.com. Follow them on Twitter. Check out the website. It's run by Matt Williams and Mike Curlin, two guys that have been very kind to this podcast and have been very uh, encouraging to me personally. So I really want to give them all the credit. And hopefully the website does well. It takes a lot of guts to start a website now, especially with no baseball. <laughs> and they're showing, they're actually showing that there's plenty of content and things to do. And me and you are just a couple of babies. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're babies this week for sure. Yeah, but yeah, big ups to those guys. Man. I checked them out on Twitter the other day once uh, Mike came out with that announcement. And, uh, yeah, they were uh, very uh, pleasant to us when we started out. So we'll, we'll always continue to support them. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, you always you can still catch me on the Turn 2 podcast. Uh, I'll probably be on next week. I'm usually on Tuesdays and the shows come out. They're doing a 30-team series. So. But for now, we have this podcast too, and I get to be myself completely and say whatever I want. So today, this is what we're feeling, and this is what we're saying, and that's that. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.